What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the great outdoors. This is Radiovania, your nerdy pop culture radio for all things entertainment and pop culture. My name is Zach Ritello, at Zach Ritello on Twitter, and sitting across from me in sunny, beautiful, crisp fall, Cincinnati, Ohio. John Swanson Parker. Backyard edition. Yeah. The backyard boys. Cheers. The backyardigans. We're here. The <laughs> yeah, we uh, we had a beautiful, nice fall day. John and I have been watching some football. He's visiting me here in Cincinnati before he goes off on a camping excursion. Oh yeah. Uh, so we decided that what better use of the last dwindling twilight hours of the fall, of this beautiful crisp fall, which only lasts a, a couple weeks in Cincinnati typically. Yeah, in Ohio. Here. In Ohio in general. Yeah. The, the sunny fall days are few and far between up here in the Midwest, so you got to enjoy them when you can. Get some, get some time outside. I'm hoping to get some more this week. Yep. So we're here. We're in the backyard in my new home. You've seen it if you've watched the – I haven't uploaded the video, so you've never seen this before, but you've heard it. My new house. Uh, but, yeah, so we're here in Cincinnati. We, we, we wanted to make sure we got a pod together. Um, we don't really have a whole big agenda. I think that there's a couple. We're kind of just gonna shoot loose from the cannon, kind of like we did last We've week. We've been firing from the hip a lot lately. Yeah, life's been structure's been down down the pooper a little <laughs> bit lately, uh, and uh, we'll, they... get, we'll get kind of back on a roll once I get back from my uh, vacation. Yeah, I mean they say that structure structure's not everything. Yeah, sometimes structures are made to be destroyed. We're like the uh, we're like the Frank Sinatra of podcasting, right? We we go. You know, at the clubs, and we're bebopping and scatting around, and <laughs> hey, hey, lady, hey, welcome, how you doing? But John, yeah, let's just cut right to it. I mean, how you doing? How are we holding up? We had a hell of a night last night. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, physically, I'm not a hundred percent right now. I'd say I'm like Deshaun Watson, just a little, <laughs> little, little worse for wear currently, but yeah. Coming off of a, a fun morning slate of, of games, and uh, yeah, definitely excited to just kick back and talk about what we've been up to and yeah. some fall related things. Oh yeah, yeah, football today. the The hangover was real for me, but I started to feel better toward the in the fourth quarter of Browns Colts, which was a five hour football game. Yeah, uh, <laughs> weird day, lots of upsets. Yeah. Um, not that we're a sports centric show, but hey. Fantasies lately, here. Lately, lately we've been. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna pivot. <laughs> we're gonna stop talking about movies and we're gonna start talking about Travis Kelsey and Swelsey. Yeah, he's off to a good start today. It's National Tight Ends Day. Happy Tight Ends Day. To, uh, yeah. The NFL, I guess. So a lot of tight ends going off. Including... It's like Sweetest Day. Did you know Sweetest Day was on Friday? I know. I know of Sweetest Day. I didn't know it was this past Friday. I think it was like yesterday. Shout out Friday. Emilia, happy Sweetest Day, belated. Shout out Emily, happy Sweetest Day, belated. <laughs> Sorry. Happy Sweetest Day. Happy Sweetest Day. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't think Sweetest Day necessarily has to be your romantic partner. It's just who you're sweet on, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. The, what, what is the term sweetest? Etymology of Sweetest Day. Yeah. I have no earthly ideas. Yeah. We. I can't begin to express my my lack of knowledge for that. And all other random holidays. Sweetest Day is a holiday celebrated in the Midwest of the United States, in parts of the Northeastern United States, Arizona, and Florida, on the third Saturday in Why October. Arizona and Florida. <laughs> uh, the first Sweetest Day was October tenth, nineteen twenty-one, in Cleveland. The Cleveland Pl- Plain Dealers Edition, uh, which chronicles the first Sweetest Day, states that the first Sweetest Day was planned by a committee of twelve confectioners. Chaired by candy maker C.C. Hartzell. 
So this it's a whole it's a candy thing. It's 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 a ploy. It's, it's a, it's a been, capitalist ploy. <laughs> okay, got it. Well, I didn't have any candy on Friday, but I sure wish I did. You didn't have a single piece of candy? Any no, any? No, what about anything sweet? Just all savory day on Friday. Do you uh, typically have dessert? Are you a dessert guy? No. Me neither. No, my family is big time dessert people. So I definitely tacked on some LBs being out of Alabama for a while because it's like desserts everywhere. Well, I always thought growing up, I always thought that that was weird that families did dessert because my family didn't do that shit. We had dinner and that was it. You went to bed yeah. after that. Yeah. It was, but, but I go over to friends' houses for like sleepovers and stuff like that and they're like, all right everyone enjoy your dinner we're gonna roll out the carrot cake or whatever and i'm like what in the fuck carrot is this <laughs> or and, or insert cake here, here. <laughs> insert ice cream carrot flavor cake here is good though oh dude the cream cheese icing so good carrot cake hot take is my one of my favorite desserts Period. it's definitely my favorite cake but i'd say it's really? yeah oh yeah big time Ooh. carrot cake cheesecake big drop then like chocolate cake is like cake cheesecake's cake not really. It's like a pie, essentially. It's a cold pie. Well, isn't this just go back to the hot? Is a hot dog a sandwich kind of debate well, that's or whatever? A different topic entirely. I, I gotta go pound cake for sure. Oh, I love a little strawberry shortcake, like, like on a pound cake. Like a lemon pound cake. Does banana bread count as a cake? That might be my favorite, actually. That's where we get into the hot dog, cause it's the hot dog sandwich thing, cause it's essentially a what cake. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a loaf, but it's not. Yeah, brownie is basically a cake. Welcome to Cake Cast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is uh, Radiovania, the nerdy culture podcast. <laughs> 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 Doctor. <laughs> Doctor. <laughs> alcohol brain. Yeah, it's alcohol, a smooth brain. Zach got smooth brain today. Um, yeah, this is a pop culture podcast. John and I get together every so often, and we talk about movies, television, sports, whatever's going on in our wide world of stuff. And uh, you can follow it in a bunch of different ways. Thank you so much for doing so. If you've listened to any episode, I do have a special surprise in this episode uh, for my co-host, which I have not revealed yet, which it reminds me i got to pull that up. Uh, but you can listen to us in a many a different ways. Uh, you can go to Radiovania.com. That's the easiest way to catch up on all the old shows because it links out to podcast feeds. Uh, it, you can you know, follow it, like it, subscribe it, do whatever you want. So you can go to YouTube. You can find Radiovania there. You can also follow us on Twitter. I'm not going to say X. It's at Radiovania Show. And you can go to Threads and follow Radiovania. Threads. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Uh, John, I, I don't want to really belabor the point. We can kind of just dive right on in What with uh, what you've been up to. Oh, man. So let's see. So th the last time we did a pod was when we talked about Ahsoka with Cal, right? A great a great, sh a great, time together with the two of you. I haven't really been up to much in terms of content. I still have been playing Zelda, so I haven't played Spider-Man. I know it exists, but that's fine. I've been reading a lot of comics, went and picked up my books from like two months. Lots of crazy stuff out there. Definitely check out uh, the Immortal... Um, Thor is quite good if you're looking for that. Is Thor the Thor and the Immortal Thor, or is it like yeah, it's Mighty Thor? Thor, or Thor or okay. Yeah. Um, but it's it's very like classic Silver Age type Jack, Jack Kirby Thor stuff, where it's like he's got the 
feathered helmet and stuff like that but the artwork is fantastic it's like, yeah you sent me a, a picture of some of the art or whatever it looks very much like uh it, it's uh, poppy. like yeah. yeah it's poppy it looks it's the same guy that did uh it's kingdom Al- well, come right the covers are, are alex ross alex the, ross the interior artwork is a different person martin like chichella i think is his name i can't remember off the top of my head written by al ewing who had a fantastic run on the uh immortal hulk very different uh or i guess it's not that much different but I like how Al Ewing's just kind of like getting some uh, Avengers characters, like new takes on them. Yeah. But set during like their their Silver Age runs and stuff like that. Uh, so that's been really good. Uh, World's Finest Teen Titans has also been really fun. Okay. If you're looking for like a fun DC book, that's a good one to check out. Um, but yeah, so I've mostly just been doing that since I got back. I picked up my comics, and then you and I and John Larson watched uh, watched Talk to Me. So that's the only yeah, new it, thing that I've watched on TV besides Bachelor in Paradise. So <laughs> shout out to my girlfriend, Julia, and I have been watching that. And uh, Bachelor in Paradise, what a great what a great show. I always get so invested. Are you and Julia watching Golden Bachelor? No, she is. I have watched the premiere of it. It is quite sad. And so you couldn't handle it? Yeah. It's not that I couldn't handle it, but I can only really handle one Bachelor thing at a time. The and universes Bachelor, get all confusing. Yeah, if Bachelor you're in Paradise is, is much more my speed. Okay. Um, all right. Well, before we talk about talk to me, because I do want to talk about that, I'm gonna pause. I'm gonna look at the audio levels because you're looking real quiet. All right, and we're back. Sorry about the little break there, but we had to make sure the audio levels are looking okay. If we need to pause again, we will. But uh, we're gonna jump right back into it. Hopefully, John sounds a little bit better this time around. Sorry, everybody. I know I'm a huge disappointment to all of you. <laughs> no, it's just people really. It's gonna be one of those that people go in and they turn your they turn the volume up really high for the segments that you're quiet. And, and now then it's you like talk, <laughs> and then it's like ah! the speakers are blowing out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so we when Larson was in town, we went to a Seahawks Bengals game. Shout out Larson for getting Seahawks us tickets. first down. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great time. Uh, the game was awesome. Bengals won, of course they won. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's never gonna listen to this, so it doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, when we came back home, we were we we, or no no no, it was the night before. Night before. So we stayed up until what so, two three in the morning the night oh, before yeah. the Bengals game watching Talk to Me. Yes. Okay, got it. I had my yeah. nights reversed. Yeah. But. Saturday night, uh, we all had dinner with our friends because I had come into town, and then John came over, and then we had. We had dinner with everybody, and then we stayed up way too late. I played The Last of Us for like an hour, I think. Yes, Substances were consumed, uh, and that will impact my review of the movie when we get to it. So, <laughs> but yeah, we saw we saw Talk to Me. <coughs> I had been putting it off. Yeah, VOD, for a while. We watched it on VOD. Neither of us got to go see it in the theater. No, it was highly recommended to be by multiple friends. Like multiple people said, like, "Oh, this is a great movie. It's one of the best horror movies of the year. It's definitely one of the better horror movies that A twenty four has put out. You gotta go see it in the theater." And I just never did. I and bet it would have been a fun theater experience. It came out at a bad time. Stop putting horror movies out in the in, summer. Like the summer, put that shit out in fall where it belongs. They like, did that with what Insidious this summer as well. And Chapter the Conjuring wasn't the Conjuring released. I'm re- or w- no, the no, Conjuring no. has always been released in the summer. I don't know why. That's all so three weird. In, all three iterations of them have come out in like July. Yeah, it's sometimes just, the summer chill. You know, people they yeah, catch that they catch the bug. They're like, like oh, they're like oh, Halloween's around the corner in four months. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, we saw Talk to Me. Um, the A24 flick, uh, directed and starring a whole bunch of people that you've from never Australia. seen. It's from Australia. It's Australian filmmakers too, right? Yeah. yeah, and I had no idea how that totally skipped me, but like, 
when we were when we started the movie, they all started talking Australian accents, and I was like, "What is happening?" I, just, I remember that um, right at the beginning, that prologue sequence, when they were all Australian. I thought that it was the uh, substances that I had consumed <laughs> that was imp- <laughs> like impacting me, and then I realized that the whole thing was set in Australia. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we finally watched it. Watched it on VOD, uh, twenty dollars digital download. I bought it. I'm glad you own it. You can watch it again. Well, uh, uh, what did you think of the movie? I thought it was good. Okay. Uh, it had some chilly moments and, and creepy stuff, obviously. I didn't think it was like the scariest thing I've ever seen. Fun concept. A little bit like don't read into this too much. You know what I mean? The premise, uh, without spoiling much, is that there's this hand that's like this mummified hand that these teenagers bring to parties. And if you shake the hand and say, talk to me, you can see dead people essentially or like you know converse with the dead almost like in in another yeah. plane of existence yeah they don't and they don't really elaborate ex- they don't really the elaborate on to like how long these people have been going to parties doing this they kind of talk about where they got the hand a little bit but i don't really remember so it's just kind of like a thing that's like don't worry about that we're just focusing on like these three core characters that are now experiencing something because of the haunting right um <clears throat> yeah, it's an interesting it's an interesting premise. Um it's a little frustrating to me that they don't build it out just a little bit more. I would it's just very unlike A24, I feel like. That's all. Well, so as far as I understand, this was a A24 production that got picked up down the line. Like I don't think that this was an A24 flick from the jump. I think it was like, "Oh, they These people, the they acquired the yeah. rights to distribute the movie. Okay. So I don't think that, I think that it, this would have just been any, any old. Was it a Sundance movie? Did they, did oh. A24 buy it at Sundance? Talk to Or Telluride or something? I feel like it was a film, a film, uh, what are they called? Festival. Thing. Um. Maybe not. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. Derived, yeah, premiered at the 2023 Sundance Film Festival. But I don't know when they, when at what point A24 acquired it. They bought it at Sundance. Isn't that where you, where these studios go to buy these things? Yeah. Typically, I guess they don't always buy stuff there. Obviously, like Apple owned uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, and then they showed it at Cannes. But they already had acquired it so yep you're absolutely right after premiering at sundance uh january 21st 2023 so january of this year a24 then acquired the film boom so um yeah that was when they planned the theatrical release and stuff like that uh filmmaking duo danny and michael Philippow are behind the project with danny penning the script with bill hinsman the twins are known as youtube duo raka raka that they produce horror videos with a comedic bend. So makes a lot of sense. Definitely this makes definitely a lot of sense. felt like an influencer horror movie, essentially. Yeah, the only the only lead of any consequence in terms of like actress that you know is uh, Miranda Otto. is Miranda Otto, who is um, I am no man. Yeah. <laughs> and when she showed up, it was three Lord of the Rings fans we in the room. All three like, of us hey. did the yeah Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> meme in the couch. So. It was weird. See, she's aged really well, by the way. I think yeah, she, she's, she's great. great. She's she good great. in the movie. She's not really in it a whole lot. No. Um, but yeah, you're right. And she was. She is Australian, I think. Right. So I think so. That would check a lot of out. Sense. She's not a Kiwi. I don't think so. Okay. But Australia and New Zealand are so close to each other. So welcome to the geography case. Yeah. Um, I like the movie a lot. I think it was really, really, really good. Um, 
I don't put it up there with a pet on the pedestal of some other horror movies that A twenty four has created. Um, I think it ends really well. Um, the ending is where I'm a little fuzzy. Okay, the I, <laughs> fuzzy like in terms I know of the, recollection. I know the last thing that happens, and maybe we can spoil do spoilers for a little bit, so you could tell me what happens. Yeah, we'll do spoilers. I yeah, but I think I think the first um, the stuff that really sticks with me is probably like the first party that they go to and then the one where the the kid gets the shit beat out of him essentially so zoinks yeah yeah there's some stuff in this movie that's hard to look at um yeah very gory at times too yeah definitely in that respect in the violence gore respect it's definitely an a24 yeah, yeah. flick but the, yeah it in terms of the world building and the characters and the writing i didn't necessarily feel like it was super strong there's some dialogue in this movie that'll make you scratch your head a little bit like yeah um it, but yeah my biggest frustration is is i i feel like a lot of people would leave this movie and be like oh i think it's really really cool it's a like a throwback horror movie they don't really explain the plot device yeah and i'm kind of frustrated that they didn't a little bit but yeah. so i can see my complaint about the movie being a positive for other people is that i think that the concept of this thing is interesting i want to know why what why when, when did this start when did this happen how did these fucking teenagers get this mystical device that lets you see dead people yeah and how has no one of any consequence found out about this yet yeah like all that stuff is really interesting to me, but it's stuff they just don't it touch seems on. Seems wild that the police haven't gotten involved. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you would you would think mystical hand that lets allows many people to see the ghosts of dead people. I see dead people. Yeah, it's <laughs> like if that device actually existed in this world, we would have that locked in the in the fucking where Pentagon. they keep the, yeah, where they keep the, <laughs> yeah. the covenant. Yeah. So, I that's an interesting thing to me. I mean, but it's like I this movie I don't mean to make this sound like an insult to the people that created it because I think that the people that created it did a great job. This concept in the hands of a Jordan Peele I think would be much more palatable to me. Sure. Because um, I have a feeling, a strong feeling like he would subvert or twist your expectations in terms of what the gimmick is. Because the movie is one big gimmick. Yep. Touch a hand, talk, talk. to me, see yep. dead people. Yeah. It's what they do with the gimmick that's pretty chilling, and it works in the end. I just think that it's not as gripping as I was expecting. But maybe it's one of those cases of, like, it had such high praise. I wanted to pull it up. Rotten Tomatoes, 94% critic recommendation. I think that's a little high. 82% audience. I'd agree probably closer to that, like an 8. Seven, I would give seven, this I would give eight. this movie, like, a strong 7.5 or maybe an 8. It's yeah. very well made. It's yeah. just it didn't... It's not one of those it's horror movies. It's got good movies. effects in it too. Like it's very good. It's a it's a good use. If it, it reminded me of like a Blumhouse before yeah. The Conjuring, you know, like very practical effect type stuff for horror. Yeah. Whereas like now, you know, every Blumhouse movie looks like James Wan made it, and there's like fog everywhere and stuff. James Wan. Yeah, it, Blumhouse is a good analog. I could see Blumhouse acquiring this movie. Like maybe they were in a bidding contest with A24. But this seems this smells is, like Blumhouse to me. Yeah, Blum, Blumhouse is they're hit or miss, man. Sometimes their stuff's really good. Sometimes it's just not, you know. It depends. They market a lot of stuff that's like really like obviously like the Quiet Place movies come to mind. Like they market those and they're like really critically well received. But then didn't they do like Ma? That fucking horror movie with Octavia Spencer where she's like... They did. Yeah. They did. They've done a lot of stuff. I mean, they've done... I mean, recently they did The Exorcist Believer. Was, and that... Uh, 
Stinkeroonie. <laughs> that's the thing, too, that's been sad about this Halloween season is there's not really anything that's come out into the theaters that I'm like, oh, it's a horror movie that I gotta go see. I'm a, not a Saw fan, but Saw has been really critically praised. I think it's like the really? highest rated of the Saw franchise. Saw X, the last, is this the last one? No, they're gonna keep this, fra- this franchise going until Can we're we both on the ground. Can we cross over Saw with the Fast and the Furious movies? I'd be Would you like to play a game, Dominic? <laughs> 79% on Rotten Tomatoes. 79% critic recommendation. 89% audience, so even higher for the audience. Um, yeah, but Saw's just never been my, my I'm bag. I'm not a torture porn guy. Yeah, I don't yeah. like that shit. So, um, Yeah, but I don't know. Talk to me. You want to do spoilers for like just five minutes? Quick. Yeah, yeah, real quick. Okay, so spoilers for Talk to Me. If you haven't seen the movie yet, I recommend it. I don't necessarily think you should pay $20 for it at home, but if you can stream this movie, I'd yeah. say it's worth a watch. Yeah. What's your question? So how do we get from the the kid is injured in the hospital to then she's dead at the end of the movie? I don't quite remember the chain of events that, that lead to that. So Does she like kind of trade places with him essentially because they have a hold on him? No, no, no. I, I, think what, I think literally what happens is that she starts kind of like losing her mind or whatever and that's when she's like she has the kid in the wheelchair right at one mm-hmm. point and she's like taking him out to do something i think that she was going to put him out of his she misery pushed into the, the i think road. yeah her idea of putting him out of the misery was, was him. rolling him down the the freeway and uh-huh. having a car hit him but instead i think at the last second the roommate comes in stops that her. she falls gets hit by the car and then wakes up and, and is dead that's what happened okay hmm. which I'll say crazy, crazy that ending, ending. Yeah. is that last shot is like one of the best. Where she is summoned by yep. the hand. Yeah. Because it's such a cool, like, it's one of those moments. Full circle. That, yeah, it's a full circle moment. It reminded me a lot of the Universe 42 moment from Beyond the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Where it's like going back, like, it's like, oh, something's happening. You can tell something's happening, but you don't know exactly what it is. And then when that moment happens, everyone, it's like you can hear the theater. I could feel the theater, even though we weren't in the theater, of just people going like, oh, shit. Shit, yeah. yeah. Oh, she's dead. <laughs> she's dead. And then, yeah, she gets to the thing and yeah. she's being summoned by the hand. So, yeah, the interesting thing to me is that, like, the people see her as she is, but it's, like, fresh off the injury. So it's like, do you, do you, when you die in this universe, I guess you, like, decompose with time in the yeah, dead space. Yeah, that's what I was wondering about that too. A lot of the ghosties were like, it's like they came out of the They're like the shining people, yeah. yeah. yeah like so it's like in the bathtub. your physical form at that time is what you get pulled into the talk to me world? Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. They don't think, of, they don't, they don't establish really any rules besides the like 50 second or minute, two minute rule or whatever. Yeah. That, and that's another frustrating thing is that like, Oh, you can't go longer than two minutes. Why? Why yeah. is that what happened in the beginning with the guy getting the knife? Is that, that's probably what so, goes probably. is that that person went over two minutes. That was crazy too. That opening is sick. Opening's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's fr- the movie is, you know, now that you mention it too, it's a little frustrating to me thinking about like the, the non-committal rules that they establish too. Like the brother gets possessed Mm -hmm. because he goes in the thing longer than two minutes. Mm -hmm. But then she's like, oh, well, what if we try blowing out the... I was trying to do an Australian accent. I was like, what if we try blowing out the candle? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, we gotta... Did we forget to close the doorway? The doorway. And then they they blow out the candle. That shit don't work. And then they do... uh, Thank you. I appreciate it. But then it's like, how do you know? What what is the problem? These people are just... Because they have that one cool shot where it's like it shows the demons like possessing him or whatever and i'm like that's pretty freaking terrifying but then i'm like um they just picked this dude like the poltergeist i guess i guess they were just like oh you 
It's this kid. Yeah. It's just you. We're just gonna haunt your brain. We're going, we're going for you. Yeah. So I don't know. What'd you uh, What'd you think was the scariest part? I mean, here's the thing: is that with horror movies, I I don't visceral scares in terms of like jump scares or gore don't really scare me. They gross me out or they make me uncomfortable and make me want to shut my eyes and mm-hmm. like look away. But a good a mark of a good horror movie to me is a that feeling of dread that it leaves you. Hereditary is always my example. When I finished watching Hereditary for the first time, I was like mentally just not in a positive place like yeah terrifying that yeah, movie that makes you insane. feel something and that is to me is good horror yeah so the gore stuff and like the 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 scary stuff throughout the movie didn't really do much for me to be perfectly honest but the very end the last shot like realizing what is happening and that she's now trapped in this like loop of like doing the whole talk to me thing i'm like i got that pit in my stomach and i was like that was a pretty fantastic ending it's a good the way end- to bring it home yeah, yeah the ending honestly gave the a whole the whole movie a lot of good faith for me at the for very sure. end yeah definitely what about you i i mean i i liked it yeah no i mean you asked me what my scary oh yeah it's old lady in the corner old lady in the corner that shit no thanks when i can see something before it moves in a corner terrifies me because yeah. that to me would be like really chilling i don't know have you ever this is gonna get really dark here for a second you ever had a night terror before where you where you're awake but you can't wake yourself up oh god no i had one when i was in alabama a month ago and i could have sworn that there was a like a um like old maid type lady by the window (laughs) and that fucked up (laughs) i couldn't and i couldn't i couldn't go back to sleep or wake up and then eventually eventually i did and it was just a curtain like but it was it was I've had so lucid weird. dreaming like that before yeah, where you feel so like there's something weird. different about the room or something's in it. Yeah, yeah, but you're frozen on the spot is essentially what, what happens with the night terror. But yeah, like, like because they kind of like pan around the room a little bit in that scene. You could see her there. And I was like, mm, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. speaking of horror with really good horror horror, um, I've been watching The Fall of the House of Usher. Yeah. Um, so really quickly, I'll transition to that uh while we're on the horror subject unless you had anything else you wanted to say about i Toxic. don't i do want to go get a sweatshirt though so can i can, can I do that and then you can do a yeah, we'll follow the house sweatshirt. Right. <sighs> but yeah so nice and cozy now go yeah, ahead. yeah yeah you all bundled up house of usher baby <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it turns out it's a whole promotional stunt because usher's playing them the halftime show this year is that what it is yeah, that's what it until is. he gets supplanted by taylor swift yeah um so yeah i've been watching the fall of the house of usher emily and i have been watching it uh the last week we've been watching an episode a night so we haven't been binging it we've just been it's been nice to like unwind have dinner we've been watching uh love is blind the new season which is a dumpster fire don't recommend (laughs) anyone watch that show it's terrible this year um but after that after we're done it's like all right alexa turn off the lights light a candle put on fall of the house of usher and it's been a nice like little like a not unwind show but a nice little evening treat each night i'm like oh i can't wait to see what happens yeah, this, tonight yeah. on the fall of the house of usher That's cool. um it's a show i've been looking forward to for a while because it's a it's a mike flanagan production this is his last netflix one too right because he got a new deal with, uh, uh, yeah different i think so i think so yeah uh, i don't know if he'll ever come back and do another netflix project or if his stuff won't be eventually released on netflix but yeah i think he might be going through another distributor um but yeah, he's the guy that famously did The Haunting of Hill House, The Haunting of Bly Manor, and Midnight Mass. And Midnight Mass and Hill House are two of my favorite TV shows of the last decade. 
I thought Hill House was sublime. One mm-hmm. of the best. So good. One of the best finally, things ever. I finally saw it, uh, what was it, like two years ago? Yeah, in fantastic. Brooklyn. You fantastic. binged the whole thing in fantastic, one day. Fantastic, like, uh, entry into the horror period. Yeah. Um, it's so, so good. I, for people that are, like, and I've recommended it to so many people over the years, Hill House, but Hill House is is awesome even if you don't like horror i really do think that hill house is just a really excellent drama with great characters it's really scary though (laughs) it it does it does get very scary but it's also just so well made like there's so much heart and care put into every moment of that show have you ever watched the breakdown of all the ghosts in the background yes yeah i've seen those videos um the behind the scenes videos on hill house too and like how they shot some of the stuff oh my god so cool um yeah yeah, and this is his new show, Mike Flanagan. So, Fall of the House of Usher premiered on October 12th. It was a Netflix joint, so the whole season just dropped all at once. I think there's like nine episodes, eight episodes. Um, but it's all based, or loosely based, around the literary works of Edgar Allan Poe. So, certain episode titles are titled certain poems of his. Is it an anthology or is it the same character? It's the same story characters the whole way through. But they're experiencing Edgar Allan Poe's Yes, stuff that's kind of? of the gimmick, is that certain elements of Edgar Allan Poe's writings factor into what they're experiencing during the show. Yeah. Um, some of it's really subtle, some of it's pretty hit-you-over-the-head overt, um, but... It is really, really well done so far. I haven't finished it, so I, you know, I something could fall off a cliff in the next couple episodes. I think I've got three episodes <laughs> to go. I yeah. doubt it. Yeah. Um, and the ride so far has been great. So I, I, it is definitely more traditional horror than his other projects. So it's a lot more traditional jump scares, traditional horror effects. Um, it's. I'm gonna. Sp- I'm not gonna spoil this show because I definitely. I want you to watch it, and I definitely think that it's a great thing for people out there to watch. So. Y'all shouldn't spoil yourselves. But uh, what I'll say, the, the show is called The Fall of the House of Usher. It takes place, uh, you know, if it, it, it's the characters in the show are all part of a family of wealthy people that made a ton of money off of pharmaceuticals called the Usher family. And it's this father and it's this sis, father and her, his sister who have all these children and uh, not together maybe i don't know the three episodes left like i said um but they have this whole line of all these children and all of the children are these spoiled rich asshats yeah and so you don't really like any of the characters Uh and it's not one of those cases that where you're like oh i love to hate this person you're kind of rooting for all these people to maybe die um so it's a really interesting dichotomy here, but uh, let me say the cast is spectacular. Yeah, Mark Hamill's in it. He's the probably the big Heard of name him. or whatever. Yeah, he plays the family's lawyer. <laughs> I can't wait for you to see this guy. It, it is so unlike a Mark Hamill character that I've okay. ever seen. Very cool. It, it's very very cool to see him do that. But the shout out to me, so, uh, I'm gonna give the award for this dude needs to be in more shit because he's so good is Bruce Greenwood as yeah. the father as as Roger Gusher. Bruce Greenwood's great. He is so phenomenal in this show. It is unbelievable. And shout out to Carla Gugino. She's in the show as well. She's amazing. Delightful. Just absolutely the delightful. Mom from Spy Kids. Yeah. Uh the whole cast is great. Carl Lumbly is great. It, everyone's great. The whole cast is awesome. And 
I, I yeah, I don't really want to say much more without kind of diving. So I, I don't want to spoil it, but definitely watch it. Try to watch it blind, as blind as possible. Um, I haven't seen anything about it, so besides people being like, it's so good. It's very good. Um, it is one of those interesting. Th- it's got an so it's ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Let's, I think I think Rotten Tomatoes might officially have Mike Flanagan in the he gets a bump category. He's like Kevin Feige. Yeah, yeah. I think he's got the Feige bump. Well, not so much Feige anymore. What? He was like circa t- 2018 Movie Feige. Feige. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's Fall of the House of Usher. Recommend it for sure. Very cool. What I'll else have you been up to? Out. That's it, dude. I haven't really been up to much. Okay. So you just keep going. I'll keep rolling then. Um, so. Oh, wait. No, I did watch something. Sorry. Me, have you ever seen the Amityville Horror from the 70s? A long, with Margot Kidder. long time ago. I like watched a that long, the long other night ago. for the first time. It's pretty good. Margot Kidder. Okay. Holy shit. She's beautiful. <laughs> it's weird to see her in something that, that she's not Lois Lane, though. It's the only point that I wanted to make. Did you ever see the remakes? Like the Amityville Horror remake? Because isn't there one where it's like... There's one with Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, that's right. I have not seen any. I've heard of them. it's terrible. I'm sure it is. <laughs> the Amityville Horror is essentially just like a lot of stuff's been copied from it yeah. over the years, you know. Um, Rick and Morty. in his mind. I haven't watched it yet. You haven't watched any Rick and Morty yet. Cal mm, loved it. Okay. Says it's good so far. Well, I'm behind, man. I've been busy. Yeah, busy boy. Busy B. Busy boy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'll run through everything else kind of quickly. Loki is the other big one. I haven't watched any of that either. <laughs> so I'm caught up. This is I'm, the Zach pod. You're just going to go iso ball right now like Kobe. Here's – let me have the floor for a Please. Moment. I want to talk about Marvel. I want to talk about Marvel really quickly, and I want to talk about how incredibly frustrating this – this studio is to Phase me four. now mm-hmm. um loki season two in three episodes has more heart emotion action enjoyment visual spectacle and depth than literally just about anything since endgame and i don't and it's easily so far still one of the best marvel tv shows I don't understand what they're doing. And I don't understand why everything can't be this caliber. Yeah. It is mind-boggling to me. Loki season two is great so far. The first three episodes are spectacular. They're really, really fun. Owen Wilson is great in the show. No surprise. Yeah. Uh, and wow. Tom Hiddleston's doing his best Bond audition, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is great. Um and you know, I mean, the we have to put the person aside, but Jonathan Majors is in the most recent episode. Is he good? His acting is very good in this in the show. <laughs> so he's in it. He's good. I, I, he's I don't there. Know. He's How's there. Kiki Kwan's good. Kiki Kwan is amazing. Yeah. He is so likable from the moment from the jump. It's yeah. unbelievable. He's probably, if not the most likable personality in Hollywood right now, definitely in the top ten. That's awesome. Um. So yeah, Loki, check it out. It's great. Marvel's coming out soon to theaters. And I could give two fickety fucks. Is the Daredevil news on our, our doc for this pod? I don't have a doc, so we're shooting blind. So you want to talk, Let's Dare- just plug it in right yeah, now. Yeah, Daredevil. They fired all of the writers and directors. <laughs> so what's going on there? What do you think What do you think's happening? Yeah, the Daredevil, they canned everything, and they're starting from scratch, essentially. And the rumor, I don't know if you read the article that I sent you, but the rumor was is that the track that the show had been taking so far was that it was more of a courtroom procedural, and the rumor was that he didn't show up in the Daredevil costume until episode four or five. Interesting. 
It was going to be, what, 18 episodes? He didn't wear the costume until the last episode of season one, to be fair. You didn't get there yet, but... No, I did. Oh, that's right. You were in season two. Yeah, last yeah, time yeah. You checked. I don't, I don't... But it's not a I reboot. Don't, I don't dislike it. If there, if there, if it's a reboot, it might be because we don't know the oh, MCU God. Daredevil's origin, so it might have been a reboot. Oh, God, I hope it's not a reboot. Um, we'll see what they do. They'll probably have him fucking Jennifer Walters in the first episode now or something. Sorry, She-Hulk, I have to go run a courtroom here. <laughs> Charlie Cox. I like the courtroom stuff. That's some of my more favorite parts of the Netflix show. Once the ninjas showed up, it's where it kind of lost me a little bit, and then it got me back with more courtroom stuff and Will, with Big Willie Fisk, Big Willie style. Yeah, it's not that I have a problem with courtroom dramas or whatever, but we just went down that road, and everyone knows how that turned out. That's a good I, point. I, and I also just think that it Netflix Netflix's Daredevil had its had its fans had had its audience, and it's great. And I really like the show. I liked season one quite a bit. I, season two, what I've seen so far has been spectacular. Season three is sick. Um, but they're they were hitting a stride, and they got they got suffocated before they could really bloom. I think like or not really bloom, but they were hitting a stride. They were their momentum was building, building, building. Oh no, Daredevil! And then there was no Daredevil for like ten years, right? When, when did season three of that show air? Like 2018, so it's been about five years. Five years in COVID, so that counts for two extra years. Yeah, so. pretty much. In, in dog years. <laughs> in yeah. dog years. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. It, it's frustrating to me. I, again, like I just don't know. I think that it, we this whole phase four is going to be so interesting to look back We're in on. Five that. now. Oh, phase five. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Right. Because Jesus. Right. Phase four, yeah, we are. Because phase four ended with Black Panther. It's bad when I have to Google this. I shouldn't have to Google. We're in this. five. We're definitely in five. Because they said that the quantum mania kicked it off. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> that was another article too. I didn't send you guys this one, but there was an inside source from Disney that said that they expected they were all shocked when Ant-Man reviewed poorly. Like everyone thought that this was going to be like a banger. Yeah. Like internally, the way that the film tested based on their internal projections for like mock mock reviews and like all that stuff, they were like, "Oh, it's going to be a hit. We're good." And yeah. then when the movie came out and it was a turd, everyone was like, "Yeah. I don't know what happened." It's kind of like George Lucas watching the first cut of Phantom Menace. Remember that? Where he's think, all, they're all sitting in yeah. the room. And he's like, oh, God. <laughs> well, it's like Lord's Chasm's like, oh my God, what have we done? Yeah, I don't know, man. That movie is bad. Yeah, Phase Five uh, started with Ant Man and Quantum Mania, and supposedly ends with Blade. Although everything from Deadpool Three on yeah. is de- is delayed indefinitely. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Um. Yeah, I just don't know. Clearly, at the start of this, like, Wakanda Forever, Thor, Love, and Thunder, like, those movies are, you know, eh, it's like, eh, good, bad. Ah, it's get Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness is, ah, eh, No Way Home, eh, eh, well, all right. Eternals, Shang-Chi, it's like, eh, I like Shang-Chi quite a bit. Black Widow, eh, I tried to watch it again a little while ago. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Um yeah. So yeah, I, I just don't know. I think we've officially hit the too many hands in the honeypot situation. I think it's that, just the dilution of the product with Disney Plus. Yeah, and Disney Plus seems to be a sticking point with a lot of Disney content. People, the, it's it's negatively impacting their movie sales for like kids movies, Pixar movies. It's negatively impacting the viewership for Marvel. The mind share for Marvel Studios is certainly in the shitter. People don't think about Marvel the way that they did coming off of Endgame. They had such goodwill, and they've absolutely squandered it. Yeah. Everyone was so trepidatious about Loki, and I'm even like, I was like, Ooh, 
is it gonna be bad? And then it gets good. I don't I'm glad know. Glad they regained your trust a little bit. Oh, they don't have my trust in the slightest. Oh. I uh, this. <laughs> I think this is a fluke. Oh, okay. I think you we're think officially in fluke territory. Well, I think they probably that, had most of this penned earlier on. Yeah, right? yeah, I think so. And it's the same great cast. Uh, they still have a lot of the old directors from the first season. So Aaron Benson and Justin Moorhead, like the guys that did like Primer and, and yeah. shit. They have those guys coming back. Um, they directed the pilot, which is awesome for season two for Loki. Um, it's really, it, it's just, it's just unbelievably frustrating to me, man. I, I just don't know why the products vary. It, it's well, I know why it's the dilution, just like you said, but it's just frustrating to me that they haven't gotten this under control. Yeah. Figure it out. You have they billions of I th- dollars. I think they thought, I think they had it under control, but then they, they were given an assignment by Disney paycheck. Bob Paycheck, mm-hmm. we want 10 is, MCU shows, and they all need to come and out And thank God they've scaled years. that back. But they still have had too much product this year, I think. Yeah. Like, think about how much more appealing, like, obviously, Loki, Loki aside, if Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 was the only Marvel movie that came out this year, it would have made that an even bigger event than it already was. And that's a fluke, too. So, like, that and Loki Season 2 seem to be, you know writing their own because it's it's pre-established like canon and and tone and stuff you know what i mean yeah that's where like loki season two benefits in a way that uh secret invasion doesn't which you and i still haven't watched oh i watched secret Invasion. oh that's right you did watch it you poor bastard that show sucks (laughs) that show unequivocally sucks is the worst thing in marvel period no 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 there's still thor dark world I think I'd still rather watch Thor The Dark World than sit down and watch six episodes of that show. I didn't even watch any, and it just doesn't appeal to me at all. At least Thor Dark World, I can be in and out in like two and a half hours. It's got Jane Foster in it. She's nice. Love me some Hemsworth. <laughs> like, I'm reaching, the point nice. with the, I'm reaching the point with the MCU. I don't know if you feel this way. I just kind of like, I don't really care about these new characters that much. No, no, no. I, I have my know, standouts. I don't know if it's because I'm just like burnt out from being introduced to new people it took me like three viewings to really get behind adam warlock in guardians 3 and cosmo yeah yeah i mean i have my standouts i really do like all the guardians characters but that's james gunn that's over that's dead uh so i don't know that i can't tell you how not excited i am for peter quill on earth uh without james gunn that sounds like a nightmare to be perfectly honest with you please don't do it uh, please yeah, don't. Please don't do it. The only he'll be in like Secret Wars probably. But... Yeah, they'll show up in Secret Wars and Secret and uh, uh, Kang Dynasty if that if that movie ends up happening still. But yeah, I it'll happen. They're gonna recast though. I think. Yeah, we'll see. It's it's weird to me that we've not heard John anything. Boyega. That would be cool. Yep. That would be cool. That would be cool. There's theories going around that at the end of Loki that they did some like reshoots with the new Kang actor to yeah to change him. That's nuts. <laughs> we live in such a weird world, man. But the thing that's Hollywood. crazy though is because of how weird comic books are, we are they're able to just do that. Yeah, like, and we they, buy they're it, gonna yeah. do it with the DC universe, you know, next two years from now. Yeah, so. And we buy it, hook, line, seeker, because it doesn't really matter. We just want to see Batman catch the Joker, you know, in whatever iteration it looks like. So, Well, iterative stuff is is opportunity to make cool ch- decisions as well. It's not just recasting Kang. It's like, okay, well, we clearly need another actor because Jonathan Majors is a problematic person. But what can you do with Kang now that you have him recast? We've seen what Jonathan Majors can do. It's pretty good. 
Yeah. I want to see what somebody else can do. Like that's the beauty of re- being able to make pivots like that, especially in comics. Like you get multiple variations of the Joker. The Joker from Dark Knight Returns isn't the same from The Dark Knight. Like yeah, they definitely. have their own differences, and that's cool to me. Um, I just hope that they don't cop out. You have to wonder though too if the first time they do it when there's another person playing Iron Man that's not Robert Downey Jr. That's gonna be a litmus test. We've had what like ten Batman. And you're just kind of down at this point because you're just like, I just want to see Batman. I don't know if they can do that with these characters yet. They're going to try with Iron They're Ironheart. definitely going to try. Well, no, no, no. I mean, like, another, literally Tony Stark. Like, whenever they have to reboot Marvel and make oh, new God. Iron Man stuff, <laughs> which they don't seem to want to do, but they should because their best characters are on the sidelines right now Captain America, Iron Man. Captain America, Man. Iron Man, the Hulk, pretty much. I mean, he was kind of in She Hulk, but. Yikes, what a dumpster fire. Spider-Man sidelined a little bit right now. And then you got, um, what's his face? Thor. We don't know if Hemsworth is coming back. Yeah, they're, they're, they have, I, I can't even And they're tell. not using fucking Daredevil in the X-Men. So, like, what? <laughs> I don't understand. Well, that was what I was going to say is I, I literally cannot tell you, I think, how much, not, not just monetarily that do they have riding on the success of the mutants working in the MCU and working in movies and the Fantastic Four and Daredevil and they have so much riding in terms of the mind share. They're they are praying on their hands and knees that people receive these characters positively and they could have the the new Tony Stark is Reed Richards. You just gotta have the right actor. It just hap- so happened that they got so lucky with Robert Downey Jr. playing that character that kickstarted an entire universe based around that person that everyone loved. If you can do that same thing again in a good movie with another character, people audiences are fickle. They'll. It's not. But the thing that that's strange for me, and, and I love that that we've just diverted to talk about Marvel for a little bit because I feel like this is like therapy. But like, the castings aren't even the problem that I have. They're just like giving such shit. To do like yeah oh no, no like oscar isaac as moon knight should be able to lead a trilogy of films because he's a very talented actor charismatic as fuck moon knight's a cool character you got the multiple personalities that you can do a lot of fun stuff with and they put they fucking put him on disney plus with the two-part finale that was booty and it's just like and we probably won't see him again yeah nope yeah again it's a it's a trifecta it is a it is, trifecta always hits it's a always. it's a venn <laughs> diagram right there's casting there's script yeah and there's character right (laughs) and in the middle you'll have the perfect person playing the perfect character in a good movie and those things have to happen for success but even robert downey jr as iron man is enjoyable to me to watch in a bad movie like i'm not a huge fan of like say iron man 2 but i would watch him in iron man 2 so fast right now if you asked to watch that more than i would want to go sit down and start watching secret invasion or Miss Marvel or something like that. Yeah. And so, so it's just like that. I think that just speaks to the right castings with the right tones. I don't think they've been nailing the tones for these new characters. Everybody seems derivative of each other, you know, like all these like heroes that don't want to be heroes. And it's like, all right, we get it. Like the only person that wants to be a hero, it seems like is Kamala Khan, which is cool. I'm excited to see that. But. And it's just worlds frustrating to me that her, and that like her origin is a TV show coming off of WandaVision. I was like, you know what? If this new era of Marvel without Chadwick Boseman is kind of like mystical elements and it's Doctor Strange and Wanda and Spider-Man, like I'd be down with that. And then they fucked her over so bad in Multiverse of Madness. So bad. And Elizabeth Olsen is like awesome. 
Sister yeah. Shade. It's really just the ending with her character that I don't like. I like that they turned her into a villain. I just think that it happened too fast. Well. Yeah, and they didn't yeah. do it very well. But yeah. that's just that movie is that not That great. felt mandated. You know what I mean? They're like, she needs to be a villain. But like, if she's going to be a villain, don't kill her. Like, let her be a villain she's not for dead. a while. She's not yeah. Well, yeah. No one dies. But then they're going to have to waste no one's time. Ever really ex- gone. They're going to have to waste time unless you're Uncle Ben, you know? <laughs> Beta. <laughs> Peter, that's don't my forget, uncle. <laughs> forget Michelangelo paint the kitchen when you get home. Don't start without. Don't me. you start with me. <laughs> Speaking of Spider Man, Spider Man. Yeah. yeah, I've been playing Spider Man too. Good transition. Nice um, yeah, are you done with Marvel? I'm just looking forward to Daredevil and whatever iteration it yeah. takes. If it's not, it's probably good then that they don't have four episodes without him in the costume. But I just don't tease me with getting them back to be kingpin and matt murdoch and not follow through with it i'll be extremely mad to the point that i actually think it will tarnish the brand yeah and i definitely the last thing that i'll say is that it is worth noting that we're still the sag the the screen actors guild strike i think reached they reached signed tentative terms people are showing up on late night shows again they're doing late night tv they're doing snl is back um which did you see some of the guests they got when SNL like announced their return? I was like, ooh, I don't know about this. Like the first one back was Pete Davidson hosting. That's pretty funny to me, I think, <laughs> though, because he just left last year. Yeah. <laughs> and they played into that a lot, which was fun. I watched some of the skits, hilarious. Yeah, the only one I saw was the redo of the Ken. I'm yeah. just Ken song. Just Pete, I'm yeah. just Pete. That was mm-hmm. pretty funny. Um, yeah. But yeah, the the sc- the Screen Actors Guild strike is pretty much over and signed. But but now. It's actors' compensation and stuff like that that people are still striking for, and that's why the movies aren't happening. Is that like today, Dune was supposed to be released, but that was impacted by the Screen Actors Guild thing. But Deadpool three just got pushed again yeah. because they're not, they still haven't come to an agreement on like streaming residuals and payments for actors and stuff like that. Yeah. So all of this shit is all in the ether, and no one knows what's happening. I feel like. Me with the Marvel Universe the last couple of years is just perpetually that gif of Elmo with fire Elmo. around him. I'm like, this is me. I can't, I, I just can't begin to tell you how good the Fantastic Four and the Avengers movie needs to be. It needs to be great. It needs to be because excellent. if the Avengers are who I think they are as it stands right now, that's going to suck. <laughs> that's not, that team's going to get washed by Kang so fast. Oh, you know that... AI Robert Downey's gonna show up in a cameo and they're gonna make Steve Rogers young again somehow. Somehow Steve Rogers returned. <laughs> I just, it's weird to me. Like, even without those two guys, like, Hulk, Thor, Spider Man, all on the table. Where the fuck are they? <laughs> <laughs> well, one of them is in a horrifying licensing agreement uh, that Sony needs to grow up Jesus and Christ. just allow them to make good movies because i think that's i genuinely think the loss of chadwick boseman has really impacted these last two phases because i bet you they were he was gonna be hoping for him to be a bit he was of gonna a, be the leader of the avengers he would have had to be right he's a fucking king Ooh, they wanted captain marvel to be the leader of the okay, avengers well, Remember yeah, that? i forgot about that yeah <laughs> brie, Larson, brie larson's like i don't really i don't know anything about these movies do i people, hate these movies she's like do people want me to be in more movies yeah <laughs> yeah good point yeah, Marvels. Heat check on the Marvels. Are are we? Cold. Yeah, ice cold, right? Like I'm, I'm like a tall glass iced tea. I actually am like probably not gonna go see it. Unless I'm it probably, gets really good word of mouth. Yeah, I might go. it's just a busy time for me. I'm definitely not seeing it opening night. Um, it's sad though because we saw the first one opening weekend. Sure did. I've seen most of these opening weekend. I I 
if it conven if it works out to be convenient that that weekend is a is a good movie weekend, then maybe I'll go. But yeah. right now, it's totally a wait and see for me. I'm just yeah. I want it to be good. I don't. Want, I want them all to be good. I want I just, every bit thing to be good. I just am. I'm concerned about the the um, more recent trailers. I think they've kind of shifted in a way that. Oh is yeah. Contradictory to what I first thought it was going to be, which is like a fun romp in space. All and the new trailers are super serious and like, dour. There's like this Ronin type yeah. villain now who's got the Ronin hammer, and I'm like, why are we retreading stuff? Just like I ah. think that I think they put out that first trailer and no one was excited about it with the fun tone. I bet you that's the tone of the movie, but I bet they're like, oh no, people aren't excited. Let's try something else with the marketing. Add some minor key music behind it and focus on a villain that looks imposing and see if we can get some excitement. Turns out no one's excited for this movie. I don't care how you shift it. No one's looking forward to this movie. I don't know. I can't tell you a single person who's like, oh, can't wait to go see the Marvels. It, yeah. It's not going to happen. Besides Miss Marvel, was the last time we saw Carol Danvers in the Shang-Chi post-credit thing? Oh, wow. She was in that. Uh, That was really weird, right? They were like, these rings are beckoning something, and they haven't touched that. There's way too many. Uh, Breadcrumbs. Yeah, there's too many crumbs on the cookie the cookie table right now yeah um but yeah spider-man 2 don't have to spend too much time on I it i played it a little bit too. yeah on played yours. it a little bit yeah. on my on my ps5 i've been playing spider-man 2 uh came out this past friday it's excellent uh it is so 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 good immediately within the first 10 minutes i was just like ah felt like it's being be wrapped back. in a warm blanket i was yeah. like tell me a story insomniac tell me what's going on baby <laughs> Uh, Hell yeah. it's really, really fun. I think you're going to have a hell of a good time with it. I, it's a, it's a must buy if you're a PlayStation five owner, I think like not just a Spider-Man fan. Like I think it's like a showcase for the console in general. Definitely. The loading is super fast. The, the, it's a smooth buttery 60 frames a second. Everything is beautiful to look at. The environments are awesome. The story is excellent. The haptics on the controller, especially are really, really good. I think yeah. it's probably since Astrobot, like the, the demo, this is probably the best game utilization of the of the dual sense yeah so yeah really looking forward to it. it just makes me all the more excited for insomniac to grow and do wolverine which is a project i'm infinitely more excited about so excited the it's rumors cool. are is that it's a uh over the shoulder th- third person god of war style game perfect semi-open worlds canadian rockies i hope so that's tight you're just like fighting bears yeah yeah, you think it's gonna be him? Uh, Have they made an Endgame Insomniac? I don't know, but I That's really the only thing hope I'm concerned so. About. Yeah, because yeah. in Spider Man, you're knocking the shit out of people, but they don't They're die. Fine. Yeah, They're Wolverine. All fine. That's like the one character that you just like. Yeah. Now that now that it's been opened with Logan, where we've seen what those claws should be doing, you can't put Pandora back in the box. <laughs> so. No, you certainly cannot. Um. But yeah, that's Spider-Man. So I guess we, I mean, we haven't watched Rick and Morty, haven't watched Goosebumps on Disney Plus, nope. haven't watched. Uh, oh God, there's a Pet Cemetery Paramount Plus show. Wow. Oh no, there's a Chucky show on USA. Wow. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Got the tickets. We're going next weekend. Going next weekend. Came out to a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Hell yeah. Um, but I think you know, if you're okay with that, I think we should. We should probably just, you know, 
get a refund for the tickets and go see the Eras tour. I think that's probably what we yeah. Should do, I think yeah. we should probably go do that because yeah. you know when are we gonna when are we gonna get to see Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift never. <laughs> Killers of the Flower Moon. I feel like eventually I'll just end up watching it on Netflix someday. <laughs> There's got to be a fun double feature there, right? Killer, <laughs> Killers of the Eras tour. <laughs> something like that <laughs> the eras killers the eras of the flower moon there it is <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah so really excited about that so uh, excited martin scorsese take me to church scorsese the rumors are his magnum opus yeah uh lots of really positive buzz about the movie sitting in a 92 percent on rotten tomatoes right now yeah um it's gonna be great but that's basically it. I mean, did we have any other big news to talk about? Not really. No. Not really? So it's just kind of that. That's it. So then I guess it's time for a segment, John. Surprise segment? It's time for reader mail. Reading mail? Yes. Reading mail? <laughs> Is that what you said? Reader mail. Yeah. Reader mail. I thought you said... <laughs> reader mail. Uh, reader mail. What do you mean? We have mail from a reader. Yeah, reading the mail. No, reading mail. Is that what we're going to call the segment? reader mail. Yeah, we have reader mail. Who's the reader? Oh, listener mail. I guess would be more appropriate. There it is. <laughs> That's why I was confused. I was like, have you been publishing these like as transcripts? <laughs> All right, read me the mail. Yeah, so uh, as always, you can reach out to radiovaniashow at gmail.com with any questions, comments, and concerns. And we got a letter this week from, uh, they, they're anonymous, uh, but in the subject line, they said, big fan, not Greg. Uh, (laughs) hey boys big fan of the show love how you shouted out greg heard he's super handsome just a couple questions what are your thoughts on the xbox acquisition of blizzard slash activision what does that mean for gaming moving forward um so we'll we'll cover that thank you greg for writing it or thank you not greg Greg. yeah sorry greg is handsome though we should say yeah very handsome Uh, guy taken uh apparently but you know Handsome guy. Definitely. Yeah, wonderful. Wonderful personality. Yeah, so I would love to hear... Very cute ass. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to hear what you have to think about it, because we we don't... So Blizzard is World of Warcraft, Blizzard, Blizzard Activision. So yeah, Blizzard Activision are the single, like the conglomerate, basically, where it's like... that's Call of Duty. That's Call of Duty. That is... They... Yeah, let me get it. Let me get a list of all their I think games. We, I think I remember us talking about this at some point earlier on, right? Because Blizzard is World of Warcraft and Overwatch. Right? Yes, and Overwatch. then Activision is obviously all of the Call of Duty spinoffs, which sell like gangbusters. Um, the question will be is essentially like how soon will the exclusive stuff take place, where like you can only play Call of Duty on Xbox. Once that happens, I think. People are going to have to either A, make a decision on what's more important to them. And I think if you're an online game person, you probably might want to go Xbox if you play Call of Duty and you're a fan because you can also play all the sports games on Xbox. Yeah, right. However, it's going to be really weird for the Blizzard part of it because I thought all those games were PC. Overwatch, obviously not. But like World of Warcraft, I thought was a a PC game, right? So that was already exclusive to a console that I don't have. But now they have publishing rights. So they can do like third-party... Well, they make money from it. So, like, I think before that, Blizzard, Activision Blizzard, like, were their own publisher. But now it's, like, Xbox is also backing that, too. So it's, like, you know, they could publish their games on the Epic Game Store or Steam or whatever. And and Xbox directly is making the profit from that, not necessarily another third party or something like that. But it's also, like, a, a lot of Blizzard games do eventually make their way to, like, I just played Diablo. That's a primarily PC, top down dungeon crawler, but I played Diablo on PS5. What's it called? Star. 
Starfield. Starfield was Bethesda. Starcraft is what I was thinking. Oh, you were thinking of Starcraft? That's, that's all, Blizzard. Yeah, that's also Blizzard. Yeah. Bethesda's already been Microsoft exclusive. We talked about that and my concerns for how I'm going to play this Indiana Jones game. I'm just going to have to without an bar- have you borrow I'm my I'm just going to move in, I think, <laughs> and then just play it until my heart's content. Yeah. But to answer your question, Greg, I think... Not Greg. It's not good for PlayStation fans, for sure, I think. Because these are two well, no. really big studios. If they start to get really exclusive with distribution... Which you know they will. They will. They, it's already happened. And, uh, it's already happened with uh, Star Starfield was Xbox is a Bethesda game, the first Bethesda open world RPG since Fallout Four, uh, not including Fallout seventy six. But it's the first big one from that studio that did Elder Scrolls, Skyrim, Oblivion, all yeah. those games, exclusive to Xbox, only available on Xbox. It sold a lot. I don't know. They don't release sales numbers. Oh really? <laughs> they don't really talk about like how their games are performing, but like. Well, go go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just going to say people are probably either going to have to make the decision like they've been doing for a long time, which is prioritize what kind of gamer you are. Yeah. And in my opinion, if you're a story-based gamer, stick with PlayStation. Agree. And if you're a multiplayer guy, maybe get an Xbox. Yeah. However, you're a two-console household, so this doesn't impact... Well, Switch, too. <laughs> yeah, Switch. This doesn't really impact somebody like you, per se, but Nintendo's... Are, I mean, I wasn't including Nintendo in that equation because they are always only going to be distributing their own stuff. Yeah, right. So now, like, now that, I mean, you're able to play whatever you want because of that, and you care a lot about video games, do you do you envision that that's what people will have to do if they want to play everything? Yeah, I mean, it just depends, like you said, it really just depends on what kind of person you are and what ecosystem you've been in. Like, I definitely think, Greg's qu- question, sorry, Greg, we're going to out you. I'm just going to keep calling you Greg. Not Greg. G- Greg asked, what does that mean for gaming moving forward? I, and a lot of the, like... It's going to get more expensive. <laughs> it, what it means is that, yeah, what it means is Pony that... Up. It, it means that if you want to play this game, you go and play it on Xbox. I mean, like, exclusives have been a thing since the dawn of video games. They're, like, certain companies... Halo. Play, Halo. Yeah. The difference here is that people have been playing Call of Duty and Blizzard games on other platforms for years, and now all of a sudden, in the span of a couple years of transition, they're only going to be able to play it on one platform. Yep. That's a change. That's definitely not pro-consumer, but it also, in my opinion, isn't the worst thing in the world. I think that if you're really into video games, like me, video games are like my top three hobby. I have playing music, I have video games, and movies. Slaying ass. (laughs) And I'm all out of ass. (laughs) Uh, So it's like, video games are one of my top free time priorities. Yeah. I when the new consoles were announced, I saved up and I was like, all right, I budgeted money away so that I can afford an Xbox and a PlayStation. It's five hundred dollars, so even cheaper. Eventually, like when you get these things get price cuts or Black Friday deals or whatever, you can get consoles for less than their market rate. Mm-hmm. But to me, I play enough video games that I like to be immersed in all of it. I like to play everything that's coming out. I buy. We just played a couple hours of the new Mario game on, on Nintendo this Friday, really too. Really, really fun. Yeah. Um, but I like to be able to have those new experiences and play them. When Spider-Man comes out, I want to be able to play it. When God of War. When God of War comes out, I want to be able to play it. So if you're like me, you're going to buy a second console. You're just going to buy the everything. Yeah. And really, now it's so easy to switch between these consoles. I have my entertainment system in the living room with the PlayStation, the Xbox, and the Switch. And all I do to change is just click an input button on my on my remote. Sure. And then I have I have the whole world of video games at my fingertips. It's like yeah. it's really not that big a deal for someone like me who wants to invest in that as one of their top three hobbies. Now, average Joe Blow consumer that 
plays a co- I'm thinking like Connor. Like Connor messaged our group chat the other day and was like, "Yo, I paid for one month of PlayStation so I could play Civ." And it's like, okay, person like Connor probably this is probably the first time he's played a video game in in, in months, nay, wow. years, yeah. a long wow. time. Long time. Long time. So, he's not constantly going in, like when you go to the living room at the end of a long day, do you go straight for the video game controller? In Connor's case, probably no. But Connor d- still probably enjoys playing his PlayStation when he does. Yeah. Maybe eventually he picks up The Last of Us or wants to play one of those more storage-driven games. I still think that the I still think PlayStation Five in general, Sony first-party studios make the best single-player experiences, hands down. And I'm biased as well as well with this, but you know, besides like a Breath of the Wild or a, something like that, yeah, yeah, for sure. But that being said, if if you don't play 40 hours of god of war or 60 hours of ghost of tsushima or spider-man or fucking any of the indie studios that that sony works with if you don't like checking out the new like if you aren't deep in the weeds with like buying the new housemark games when these when those come out like i think the xbox is the way to go i think that the xbox is probably the i think that the here's here's a take I think that the Xbox, the Xbox Series X is probably the console that I would recommend for most consumers. Most. Because most people aren't looking for 60-hour storage-driven experiences anymore. I think that PlayStation fans buy those because they're there in that ecosystem. But, like, for most people to play a little bit of 2K, play a little bit of Madden, if they want to play, you know, the open beta of Call of Duty or Halo. Yeah, it's like... Boot up Fallout. Yeah, Fallout. It's like... If you're looking for an RPG, they they probably get access to a lot of fun RPGs and stuff too. Like, uh, uh, what was that one last year? Yeah. Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. You can play that on both. Yeah, yep. And yeah, multi-games will always be there. So they'll always get to be a little bit of a crossover, but like... I really do think that the and Game Pass it can't be understated that service it really is spectacular Mm -hmm. it's 17 bucks and you just get everything every Xbox game ever it's all there all of it it's not like PlayStation that extra PlayStation extra and premium and whatever that bullshit is that I'll never subscribe to that it's like I don't know why PlayStation can't get that down. Like, if anything, this competition will breed positive things for the environment. For the, I mean, competition breed like competition is always positive for the it's consumer. It's always been there too for yeah. video games for sure. Um, I think you a quote from you when they first announced acquiring Bethesda. Uh, what was that like last year or something like that? You said Sony needed to go out and get Rockstar oh, as man. fast as possible. I think that's the only studio that can hold out with distributing to both systems because they know they'll sell gangbusters. Yeah, there's no like way. GTA and Red Dead. They would have to be offered the biggest sum of money on the planet. Huge amounts. Literally, of money. The, because Grand Theft Auto Five is is the one of the biggest entertainment properties on the planet yep. and has lasted a decade. It's insane. So when Grand Theft Auto <laughs> Six comes out, it's going to last another decade. Yes. And that's a decade of guaranteed funds. Yep. That is money that you can't. And that Walk feeds both it. type of consumer, both the story-based and the online-based consumer, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah, so this might, like, I really don't think, I, the way that it's going to affect the market, Greg's question on asking, like, how, what does that mean for gaming moving forward? I think it means that gaming has just become a little bit more divisive. You're going to make more of a decision when choosing the platform. And I think that social media in the current age we live in, people are like, so much more informed about video games than we were back in the day. Like, yeah. dude, 
kids now know what quality video games are. When I was a kid and I bought the Xbox 360 version of the Avatar video game, like the movie, mm-hmm. the Avatar, the movie video the game. No, that? no, no. Oh, James Cameron. James Avatar. Cameron's okay. Avatar. I didn't know. I just saw a cool commercial. And I was like, oh, I like that Avatar movie. I'm going to buy this. And then I get it home and I'm like, what a piece of dog shit that video game was. Or right. whatever. So it's like kids now are much more informed consumers. People are in general about video games than they were back then. Like you see one advertisement on TV or a magazine and you're like, oh, well, that must be the video game to get. But now people know what's good. Yeah. People are shopping around. So I think that this this is going to change the industry. But what it does, I think, is just requires a little bit more research yep. now if you if you think that xbox is the way to go if you think that those are the games that speak to you then you're gonna buy an xbox for sure it's kind of just how it goes power to the player my question to you before we end this and move right. on to greg's second question is does this change anything for you in terms of your current consoles like spending habits there's one console that makes last of us games and that's where i'll be and that's that's just, it's as simple as that. I'm a I'm a single player guy. I I don't really play multiplayer. The only multiplayer I play is like in home multiplayer, like we did last Couch night on Nintendo. Yeah, party games stuff like that, or like playing 2K or Madden with a friend. So I'm not really looking for online gaming almost at all, and uh, I'm perfectly content with my fantastic first party studio story based games that yeah. I get from Sony. Does. The Indiana Jones thing is is interesting though. Like it, like let's say they were somehow like acquired all the Star Wars. That would be, yeah. That'd be tough. That would be very tough for you. Yeah. Hi there. Hi. Hi. What's up? We are. Do you want to yeah. say hi? Sure. Say hi. Hi guys. <laughs> <laughs> that was Emily. And we're back. It's spooky time. Ooh. It's Wait, that time of the year. What were we just talking about? <laughs> what video games did, did Greg have a oh, second question oh that's right Greg did have a second question yeah. before we check <laughs> sorry Greg, Greg. <laughs> back to reader mail we had to take a short break there uh, Greg's other question also let's talk turtles there hasn't been enough turtle talk on the pod thoughts on the new movie <laughs> and the direction of the turtles moving forward also build the fifth turtle to add to the group yes I know about Venus the female turtle wheel skipping her for the scenario Okay. I like so this. Greg's actually got a prompt here. So do we want to? I love. I love this. I want to take care of that. Let's. So Turtle Talk. Okay. So you I'm, still haven't seen the new movie. No, but I know that it's streamable, and that's on me for not watching it. But Greg, I promise you, before the next episode of Radiovania, I will watch it. You're gonna love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I. It looked fantastic. I've heard rave reviews from both of you, mm-hmm. and my other friend Steve is a huge Turtles fan. Probably rivals Greg actually, from what wow. I've been able to tell. He loved it. So yeah, I'm excited to check it out. Yeah, I, I loved it again. So Greg, we'll, we'll put this. We'll, why don't we put Greg's second topic and question in the back pocket? So we're not going to build a turtle today, but maybe next week or next pod, whenever we get to do the next episode of the show, we'll talk about your review of the movie. Yeah, because you'll have seen it by then. Yeah, we'll do turtle talk, and then we'll do Greg's segment where we get to build a fifth turtle. I'm excited about building a turtle. <laughs> I've always wanted to build a turtle. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other samurai weapons that haven't been utilized yet by the turtles. Keep them in the, keep them in the old I noggin. I got one. I'm ready. Keep them in the old noggin. I'm ready, I'm ready to do it. Okay. That's a great prompt, though. Thank you for sending Yeah, that. thank you very much for writing in, Greg. We love and appreciate you, and we love and appreciate anyone that would love to write in and give us some stuff to talk about. Definitely. Uh, but yeah, so it's spooky time. We lit the candle. We're here to talk. Is this my beer? That's your beer. That's my beer? Okay. We're going to talk That's about... That's Shiba's beer, actually. <laughs> oh, <That's> Shiba. <laughs> Talk to me. 
Yeah. But yeah, you hold the beer and you yeah. light the candle and you get the, the voices of... It's just your drunken self from years past. This is a great bit. That's a that's, that's and we were Yeah, that's... that's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut that, cut that. <laughs> All right, so it's spooky season. Uh, John and I decided that we're going to do a draft of horror movies. And this came from an idea apparently I had last night, but I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> he told me this morning, he was like... He came down the stairs that are behind you now as we've moved inside because uh-huh. it got dark. And uh, he just said, dude, tomorrow on the pod, horror movie draft, 2000s onward. And I was like, all right, cool. And then I reminded him today and he didn't remember that he said that. No, I don't remember. But it's a good idea. So thanks. Good job, Zach. Good job, John, Zach. Uh, but the horror, so the premise is best, so modern horror movie draft. Pretty much. So horror movies made since the year 2000 were drafting. R.I.P. Blair Witch Project, 1999, just barely missing the cutoff. Barely, barely, barely. I gotta look this up. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna list. have to have a list popping on my phone. Can but we have I, the same list? Can we use the same article? Is that possible? Uh so that way it's Best horror movies, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that's a good idea. Two thousands. <laughs> if only there was an app that filtered. Best horror movies of the two thousands. Yeah, one the hundred best two thousands horror movies, and it looks like this has been last updated. I don't know. These are old movies, man. Do you think they're only including the year 2000 to 2000? I think 2000 to 2009, unfortunately. So I don't know if we're going to be able to use We're just going to have to do the some same list. Some li- some live research probably. Yeah. Oh well, that's fine. I mean, I've got a bunch of mine up. How, how many Yeah, me too. But how many are we drafting? Like what's the what's I would the, say let's build a team of 5. 5. We each build a team of five movies. No particular categories. So we just no. take five. Yeah, we're just That's we're st- snake drafting. Shooting from the head. Not snake drafting, but back and forth. Back and forth draft, and we just build our build our horror movie, our horror movie squad. So it's not like we have a QB running back wide receivers. We're just drafting. Yeah, I think we did overall this, points. We did this last year, and we had like monster movie and possession movie and haunted house movie. This time, it's very just like. Because the pool is a little bit more specific. Yeah. Um, you're just taking stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah. How do we want to determine who goes first? Do you have a coin or a dice? Or do we want to let Emily pick? Unbiased? She could fl- fl- There's got to be something over there we can flip. Is there anything in there? Anything we can flip? <laughs> Look at that record player. Right See who goes first. No. And there's no coins anywhere. Anybody got a coin? Bathsheba, do you have a coin? I think you can ask Alexa to flip a coin. Oh, that's a good idea. Do it. Yeah, Siri. I wonder, will Alexa, can you flip a coin? Okay. Flipping. Tails. It's Tails. Fuck yeah, let's go, baby. <laughs> Tails never fails. That was funny. So I get to go first. All yeah. Right. Uh, 2000, like the year 2000 until right now. The year 2000 until now. So, so we're just doing the list of the best horror movies that we could possibly think of. Yeah, you're not essentially... Ones, not you're, ones that are the most scary to me personally. Wh- wh- however you want to justify your list. How are you building your list before I'm, you start? I want to match, match your speed. I'm saying that these are the five best horror movies since the 2000s. Okay. Got it. What does that mean to you? There's so many to choose from. I know. This is tough. This is tough. 
I mean, if we want to narrow it down, we could do no, 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 like literally two thousands, like two thousand. No, I think two thousand onwards good. So there's, modern there's some movies that I don't want to leave off the list. So number one overall pick. This is pretty stressful. I'm gonna take Hereditary. Okay. I think it's not only is it a really well crafted film by Ari Aster, but it's also easily one of the scariest movies I've seen. Yep. Very disturbing. Last 20 minutes, it's just like a white-knuckle thrill ride. Terrifying. As, like, crazy shit's going down with the family. Great cast. Tony Collette um, just steals the show with that performance. And, yeah, things, like, talk about, like, like a, a good horror movie to me is, like, a visual that I can't get out of my mind that's burned into my brain. Yeah. And I'm going to go, so I have to go with that one because just seeing that headless body, like, float up into the treehouse, I'll never forget that as long as I live. Yeah. Or, like, all the people in the attic. Like when she's when she's like freaking out and like running around, and like banging her head on the attic door. Like God, I'm getting chills just talking about it right now. Yeah. So it's a I, great I, flick. I gotta go with that. Yeah, it's a great flick. Um, definitely a good first overall pick because that to me, like we were talking about earlier with Talk to Me, like Hereditary is my definition of of horror. Like it's not the visceral jump scare that you get right. from like something like that, but it's just like that that pit in your stomach from watching something. Um, yeah. If you enjoy Hereditary, you may enjoy a little movie called Bo is Afraid. I'm just kidding. Don't watch that movie. Actually, you should watch that I movie. I keep joking with Zach that I'm going to want to watch it when we're hanging out, and he's like, I'm never watching it again. I don't have any interest in ever watching that movie again. I will watch it at some point, but is it better for me to just watch it by myself, you think? If I had to watch it again, I think I would probably rather have someone in the room with me. Yeah. Yeah. I did hear one thing about it, though. Spoilers for Bo's Afraid for like 30 seconds. I heard about the, the penis monster. <laughs> yeah, there is that. There. His dad's like a penis or something. It's like, the, it's like the embodiment of the, the male genitalia. It is full-on Ari Aster penis metaphor, yeah. It's like Gross. visual metaphor, yeah. It's pretty yeah. horrifying. Circumcised? Spoilers? Spoilers? <laughs> <laughs> Um, All right, over okay. to you. First overall pick for me, I this is a, you know, it's a... Do it. I'm doing it, yeah. I'm taking Get Out. Yeah. It's uh, It may seem trite. Uh, I... So, it's such a great movie on its own, right? Like, just the, the experience of watching the movie is great. Great gimmick, great thrills. The acting is fantastic all around. The premise is spectacular. I really just think that there's not... You can't understate the fact that how, of how important and influential that movie has been since its release. Mm-hmm. Uh, it basically reshaped the horror genre. Mm-hmm. And we're still going through that, right? Where it's like horror for a long time was all about... Supernatural. Supernatural stuff, but like get get but get out brought this idea of like having Political. horror with a commentary. Yeah. Horror with social social commentary. Yeah. And like a deeper meaning, a more metal a metaphysical metaphorical meaning behind it, and Jordan Peele like launched his whole career with it. Yeah. It's just such a good movie on its own. But I mean like it literally changed the way that horror has been going on for the last decade. Yeah, for sure. So that's a good pick. Um, I'm gonna keep it in the Jordan Peele realm. I'm gonna take Us because that's really I love Us. I think it's so fucking spooky. It's got like a little bit of a slasher comedy with like Scream. Yeah. Also social commentary, like you had mentioned. Really great cast: Lupita, 
And then again, just like visuals of things that you won't forget. I think like in terms of jump scares necessarily, there's a couple, mm-hmm. but it's more of just like a, a really fucked up premise that sticks with you. And again, that's what I like out of my horror movies. So yeah. So I'm going to go with us. I'm shocked you took it here. A lot of people might be upset by us taking that movie so high because people people really don't... Like, I don't understand what the criticism is, honestly. I think I actually think it is as good as Get Out. I like it more than us, but Get I think... Or, sorry, I think I personally like us more than Get Out, but I think Get Out is a more overall... Like I understand why that's the stronger yeah. pick, but us to me is a movie like right up my alley. Like I yeah. love all the the weird conspiracy stuff and the whole ending I thought was really awesome. Great music. Uh, great music, great acting. The comedy in Us is great too. Visceral. Um, stuff like that. But I think Home people... invasion just, stuff always works. You freaks know? me out, yeah. I think people just really didn't like it compared to Get Out. I think that that's probably the big sticking point for a lot Well, of I folks. think people are going to look at my list and they're going to be like, Hereditary and Us? Jesus Christ, JP did it again. <laughs> killer roster alright what's next for you this is a tricky one I I don't think this is recency bias because I've shown this movie to you fuck you I know what you're doing and I haven't watched it with Emily I've told multiple people about this movie to watch it it. I'm taking Barbarian fuck yeah (laughs) that's a good pick uh no spoilers because Emily hasn't seen it, right? You haven't seen Barbarian, and we're we gonna watch, watch it. Tonight. That's a great idea, but you have to be up early, and there's football to be had. Fuck the football game, damn. But we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, uh, not enough people saw and talked about this movie. Um, it is so fucking good. Yeah. Um, it's just like original. It is the one of the most fresh horror concepts that I've ever seen. I love the style. It's just one of the. It, it's a horror movie that oozes style. Like, I don't want to. I can't say anything spoilery about it because I want to. Uh, yeah. But it's like the way that they frame the different the different characters in the movie, like how you go from one person to the next person or whatever. Like, I was just I was floored the first time I watched the movie. Jaw on the floor multiple times, just like where is this going it's also one of those like we've talked about this before like i feel like i find myself in movies oftentimes like guessing like where are they gonna go next like yeah. how are they gonna figure this out like yeah the character's gonna live at the ends or right the, the hero's gonna persevere so i gotta figure out what's the most logical writing decision that would get them from point a to b and this movie consistently was like nope yeah nope it's so good whatever you think is gonna happen is not gonna I happen i can't wait for you to see it for the first time emily i think you're gonna really dig it I'm very excited. It was probably like I think when we did our year in review pod, it was in our both of our top five favorite movies. Mm-hmm. It, it was one of my favorite film. movies of last year. Yeah, good, good stuff. Yeah, it's excellent. If you haven't seen it yet, go watch it. It's a perfect spooky time movie. You'll you'll thoroughly enjoy it. But definitely entered into my one of my favorite horror movies of all time list, yeah. and definitely one of the best since the in the modern era of horror. Gotcha. So that's a, that's my next one. Okay, so for my third overall pick, I'm going to go with one that I've seen recently, but it has been out for a while. Okay. So a lot of people have probably seen it. I'm going to take Robert Eggers' The Witch. That was going to be on my list, That too. movie Damn. is so <laughs> spooky. Yeah. Shout out to Black Phillip, uh, <laughs> whatever you're up to right now. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, just like spooky Puritan possession stuff in the woods, and it just makes me not want to go to New England ever. 
uh, Salem Witch Trial era stuff, a haunting ending, some moments that are just like grotesque and also like very, very spooky. Yeah. Um, yeah. Crazy good movie. Crazy. crazy scary movie. Like chills the whole time. I did the disservice to myself of watching this alone for the first time in my new house last year. Oh my god! And I, I didn't have furniture, so I'm just sitting on the floor, like in blankets, just like watching. Uh, Waiting for the coven to take on, you. Yeah, pretty much. Stop, watch stuff unfold. Um, but yeah, really like this movie a lot. If you have not seen it, it's it is available for streaming still, I believe. And uh, I think we talked about this with um, Jordan Peele last year too, but these young filmmakers that have like these trilogies that are like three really good separate distinct movies that you could also just do like a film fest quote unquote for them yeah all three of Robert Eggers movies are so good Lighthouse The Witch and uh, The Northman are all fantastic so awesome. check, out, check out the works of that crazy loon yeah that dude is that's another uh, I know. like how weird stuff is getting <laughs> yeah between Jordan Peele Ari Aster and Robert which, Eggers. Which I have one, two, three for all of them yeah. right now. I got like a murderer's one, row on top here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think The Witch is an excellent movie. It's probably my least favorite of his catalog. Um, like it's my least favorite of the three, but it's one of the best, strongest starts for a filmmaker. Like, yeah. Imagine putting your foot forward. It's like it's like Get Out. I think. Or like Hereditary with I Ari Aster. I actually really like. I think it's my second. Which one do you like? The Northman. The Northman. I, I like Lighthouse. I get it. I just don't. I don't. I, I had a hard time understanding it because of the way that they talked. Oh my god! So if I saw it with subtitles, maybe I'd feel differently. I do. I but I think all three of those movies are like nine out of ten. And yeah, up. for so sure. That's like me picking from the prettiest pumpkin. You know, the prettiest the pumpkin. prettiest pumpkin in the patch. <laughs> By the way, Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, on Apple streaming, I know, I watched it Apple TV Plus. Yeah, classic. Classic. You gonna take that? That's not a modern or <laughs> horror. Uh, all right, so, whew. so I've got Get Out and I've got Barbarian, both mm-hmm. relatively modern. There's a lot of shit I could throw in here at this point. There's some interesting picks here. Uh, I kind of want to dive it. I kind of want to turn the clock back just a little bit. I might. Who? Rob Zombie's Halloween. No, that's not going to happen whatsoever. <laughs> I, I'm i looking up a date really quick to verify a date. Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure that this came out in the 2000s. Might want to be sure. I just want to be sure. Yeah, definitely. 2002. I'm taking the ring. Oh god! <laughs> uh, terrifying movie. Uh, nice. One of the one you talked about it earlier when we were talking about uh, talk to me, where it's like visuals that stick with you, and you were talking about Hereditary with visuals that stick with you. That opening scare with when they find the girl in the closet. The first time I saw that movie, I was in a slumber party at Drew DeFossett's house in his Thanks basement. Lot, yeah. <laughs> and he, we watched that fucking movie. And from that moment on, I just remember always that that image is just like stuck right here in my brain. Uh, but the movie itself is just really, it's terrifying the whole way through. It does a really great job at like setting tone too. Yeah. I really, really love the, um, there's not enough of these. This is a genre of horror that we need to bring back. We need to bring back someone investigating something 
I really like the idea of that she's like a private detective or something like that, or like an investigative de- detective for the criminal investigation or whatever. Yeah. She's investigating a missing child, but then ends up going into this whole thing with the, the ring and like finding the tapes and all that shit. But it all starts because she's like investigating a crime, basically. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is super, super cool. I think they tried to do something like that with, uh, what was it? Fuck. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Yeah. But apparently that was like a dumpster fire. I actually thought it was good. You liked it? It's a good one, yeah. Reviewed really poorly, but... Very, very panned, but... but you enjoyed it? I did. Cool. I did. Yeah. I'm in the bag for Patrick Wilson, though. That's my guy. I'm in the bag. Ocean Master. <laughs> Call me Ocean Me and, yeah, me and Vera Farmiga. We've been pals since The Departed. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um... Yeah, not much else to say about The Ring. It's it's a great movie. It's a throwback. Did uh, just terrifying visuals all around. I haven't seen it in years, though. I wonder if it holds up. Mm. I'm sure it does. Yeah. All right. What you got? I'm going to... Round four. I'm sticking with my theme of like things that have chilled me. And like have been very memorable. Okay. Because I don't think that this movie is necessarily... It's a good movie. I don't think it's necessarily like the best shot movie of all time. If that makes any sense. Like I think it's a little low budget. But not in like a super clear and daring way. But I'm going to take The Strangers. Have you seen The Strangers? No, I've not. That is... (laughs) That is one of the scariest movies I've ever seen in my entire life. That's one of the... That's a home invasion yes. sit, right? Yes. Oh, yikes. Yeah, no fun. No bueno. But when really did that good. Movie, when did that come out? 2008. Okay. Liv Tyler. Uh, fucking just horrifying film. Good stuff. Good stuff all around. So, I'm gonna take, <laughs> I'm gonna take that. Okay. Oh, man. I don't want to watch that tonight, by the way. What? Strangers? Yeah. No, that's not happening. Um. Oh Lord. Scrolling through some articles here. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. Mid draft vamping. Yeah, it's finest. This is that when the clock starts in the ESPN draft, and it's like you are now on the clock. Some of these aren't. Some of these people don't know what horror movie means. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Did you consider Jaws a horror movie? No. Yeah, me neither. If anything, it's a thriller. If anything, it's a fish movie. <laughs> we should have a subcategory uh, yes, for fish. <laughs> best best Jaws, fish movies of all time. Nemo, The Meg, Free Willy, uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon, Shape of Water, just like Life Aquatic, you know, stuff like that. Water, could that be a genre? Water films. <laughs> the Titanic. Avatar. Pirates of the Caribbean, Way of Water. Yeah, I'm gonna make a pick. I'm gonna too much. I'm gonna go with It Follows. Yeah. Um. Excellent little indie horror movie made a lot of waves. Uh, the director of the movie, David Gordon Green, I think was his name. Um, he did Halloween, right? Did he do Halloween? Yeah, he's the one that did the, the new Halloween movies. Are you positive about that? Yes. Are you sure about he that? He also made Exorcist the Believer. David Robert Mitchell. Oh, so not David Gordon Green. David, not not David Gordon Green. David Robert Mitchell is the director of It Follows. He went on to do another little movie that you might be familiar of. 
It was, so it follows. Great movie. Excellent horror flick. Really got a really great tone. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Okay. So just a really cool like. I I just really love the tone of the of the movie. Like these kids are. It's it's like. Have you seen this one, Emily? Have you seen it follows? Okay. Um, yeah, slight spoilers. Not spoilers, but the the like the sex killer demon or whatever, like whatever that is. <laughs> like it's just such a cool concept. It feels very throwbacky, but it's also very futuristic because like they have like it feels like a very timeless movie. Yeah, which is cool. Um, they're driving around in these shitty old cars, but then at one point the girl opens up her phone. And it's like a hologram phone. Mm-hmm. It's just a really cool movie where you're you're everything about it doesn't feel right. Like nothing about it feels right. And that opening scene on the beach, whoo, terrifying. Yeah, yeah. So great movie. He that director made that movie, huge hit, huge indie hit. Everybody's like, this guy's the next big thing in horror. The next movie he went on to do was a little movie called Under the Silver Lake. Oh. Remember this thing? With uh, Andrew Garfield. Yeah, Spider-Man's in it. That was a good movie. Yeah, I liked that movie a lot. Uh, people did not like that movie, though. That movie, like... It was a thinker. It didn't make any money, and yeah, it was very divisive, and I don't think he's made anything since. Damn. What a shame. Yeah. That's a recommended movie. If you if you like... If you want a weird one, yeah. Under the Silver Lake is an interesting, interesting film. Yeah. Okay. All right, last pick. I don't really know where to go here. There's so many good yeah, movies that lost. I haven't been able to, to bring up yet. But I think I'm going to take one of my favorite in-theater experiences for my last pick, just to kind of round out my squad here. Okay. Um, and I'm going to take The Conjuring, the okay. first one. I think the first one and the second one are actually both very good, pretty run-of-the-mill jump-scare horror movies. Yeah. Stuff that you'll remember, but nothing that'll keep you up at night, like The Strangers or Sinister or something like that. Um, but, yeah, first one is really good. Shout-out to Bathsheba, the demon. And uh, I just think it was, uh, you know, obviously it spawned this gigantic horror universe that Blumhouse has now been able to reap the benefits from for a while. But that first one has a lot of, like real like gumption to it i think james wan's really going for it you know because saw looks so different compared to the conjuring um and i just think the way that it's shot is so unique um and it's got a great ensemble cast in it too and uh some very scary moments hide and clap shout out to that sequence which is horrifying in the theater yeah yeah, that's a great. It's a great pick for in terms of just like a cultural movie too, because the Conjuring movies kind of shaped like theater horror yeah. for our like our high school college time or whatever. Yep. Um, when did the Conjuring come out? The first one. Two thousand and thirteen, right after we graduated Mercy. high school. Saw it with Taylor Ball. What up? <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, please write in. Don't, <laughs> write in. Please don't. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um. Cool, yeah, that's a good pick, man. I, I think that The Conjuring is not my favorite universe ever, but it is a definitely a fun crowd pleaser horror. And it's got a good opening too with Annabelle. Like I, the Annabelle movies are not good, but that op- that cold open where you get introduced to the Warrens with the doll is very very chilling. Good tone setter to start out the movie because mm-hmm. every good like theater horror needs a really scary moment out the gate to get everybody like all frazzled ready to roll and then you spend half an hour getting introduced to characters and i love like in the first conjuring james wan's just like 
he's just going full ISO ball and he's like, I'm gonna do a Martin Scorsese tracking shot through this house so you can see every inch of this house while the family's moving in and they're right. playing like music and stuff like that. And you like get you start to let your guard down again a little bit and then boom, they start playing hide and clap and you're like, There's something wrong here. And then it just ramps up and ramps up and ramps up and ramps up. So good stuff. Good stuff. Love me some some of the Warrens. The I don't Warrens. actually like the Warrens specifically. Like the real life Warrens, like yeah, the ones that they, actually they, still... they're definitely just like milking people's dismay for money. But that's my opinion. Yeah. Um So this is my last pick. Yeah. You took the conjuring. I did. This is going to be a weird one. Can I so I'm vast I'm vacillating between You're taking haunted mansion from this year? <laughs> no. There's ghosts in this house. <laughs> a sub above. <laughs> a sub above. <laughs> um Okay, I'm vacillated between two. One is a, a a movie that came out like a few years back that I really really enjoyed, but it's not like what I would call a time like one of the greats because it, people really didn't get like to talk about it that much. Like it kind of flew under the radar for a lot of people. Then the other one is a big movie, big name, but I don't know if you would a hundred percent classify it as horror. I want to take Twenty Eight Days Later. The Killian Murphy zombie flick. I think that's kind of more of a thriller, but I would allow it. More of a thriller. It's a zombie. A zombie falls under the horror category. If we were doing television shows, would you have counted The Last of Us as horror? No. So, that's a good call. Yeah. Smart pick. Thank you. Smart pull by you. <laughs> okay, then I'll take a selfish pick for me because it's the other ones I think. Did it for me. Huh? It's art. I did it for me. Yep. The other, the other movies, I've stayed pretty close to, like, there's been some pretty influential ones in there, right? We did Hereditary, Get Out, Us, Barbarian, uh, The Witch, The Ring, The Conjuring. These are all big titles. I'm going to take one that went under the radar, I think, for a lot of people. Uh, I showed this one to you and Julia, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Ready or Not. Yeah. Um, it's a good one. A really fun horror movie yeah. that didn't get talked about enough. Yeah. Uh, just a really cool concept and the, just the worst name ever. Terrible name. Terrible name for a movie. Good movie I, I'm pretty sure that that's a reason why a lot of people didn't see it. Because um, it sounds like it's going to be a fun... I think it came out around the time that they played... Or not played, but the, around the time that that movie Tag came out mm. with like Jake Johnson where it's like all the friends that have been playing Tag since they were kids. And I think people probably just didn't know like what it was yeah Yeah. totally flew under the radar didn't make much money at all I think it's an excellently made movie it Uh is the perfect blend I think of like horror and comedy there's certain moments where it's like really like oh gosh like you're like on the edge of your seat hoping that you know this person can get out of this terrible situation but I'm like laughing hysterically at others and I think it has an excellent top tier ending like the last 10 minutes is is superb Um, so it's a selfish pick. It's not necessarily what I would call one of the defining horror movies. I think it's it is kind of derivative. I mean, it's like it's a twist on like the Last Girl thing, right? So it's like Samara Weaving, who's great by the way, Margot Robbie's doppelganger. Don't understand why she's not more shit. Because of Margot Robbie. Uh, because of Margot Robbie. She yeah. so <laughs> Samara Weaving is in uh, Babylon, which you still haven't seen yet, right? You haven't seen Babylon. And so is Margot Robbie. She's in it with Margot Robbie, yeah, in the same scene, um, but. She's great. She's like 
so energetic and it's it's oh man such a fun movie so it's not like a defining horror movie probably just because really no one talked about it but it's one that more people should give a chance and it's definitely one of my favorites cool so here's my list nice you want to run through them real fast yeah sure uh so i have hereditary us the witch the strangers and the conjuring okay and i have hered no no, i fucked up i had (laughs) get out barbarian the ring and ready or not and it follows and it follows i missed (laughs) typing that one god damn i'm doing awful on the record keeping here that's all right John Zach, you, John Zach, John Zach, John Zach. Do you kind of wish that horror movies were not advertised and you didn't know if you were going to be seeing a horror movie when you went to a theater? Ooh. Like a mystery? No, like, like not that it's a mystery. Like, Oh, sorry, sorry. So, so the, you go to the theater or you go on Fandango uh-huh. and it's got a white box with a question mark and the title is called Ready or Not. And you're like, okay, well, take a gamble. I, I, this is going to be what a, it is. Yeah. See what it is? Uh-huh. I think that horror movies have the worst trailers. That's a take. Okay. I think that usually horror movie trailers give away... There's one really good horror movie trailer that I can recall, which is uh, um, the Sinister trailer. That trailer's spooky. (laughs) What happens? Have you not seen Sinister? Sinister's the one with... That's insidious. insidious. I'll show you the trailer after this. Okay. It's good. Oh, is that the one with the bagul? Bagul. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I yeah. remember this one. Bagul. The ancient bagul dates back to whatever. That guy's like on Zoom with yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. Ethan Hawke. What a guy. Yeah. We oh, Black Phone. We didn't mention Black Phone. Black Phone's not one. a good pick. Dark Horse. We also didn't mention Midsommar. Again, not my favorite one. I know I that like you it. like Midsommar a lot. It's I, Midsommar's incredibly deserving. Yeah, it's very. I don't know disturbing. if I'd consider it horror. I, I think it's. I think it's horror. Yeah, daytime horror. Daytime horror. Spoopy. But was afraid is the scariest thing I've ever seen. And yeah, it's the penis awesome. monster. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that'll get you. Yeah, dude. There's so much cock in that movie. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> like. Wrap it up. <laughs> All right. Thank y'all for listening to this episode of Radiovania. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Greg, for writing in. Yes, As always, you, we'll get you your turtle content next time. Yeah, next week. We, you get two weeks of Greg turtle content, which is perfect. So, uh, follow us at Radiovania on, on the, the streaming services and all that kind of stuff. Streaming services. <laughs> what am I talking about? Is late. I think I guess the teriyaki chicken in me. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, follow us, Radiovania Show, on. Instagram and threads, Radiovania on Twitter. I'm not saying X. You can. Even though I just said it. Even though I said it, you can follow me. I'm at Zachatella. He's at Najatham Parker. And we will see you guys around. John's about to go on a camping excursion, but we have. We'll have some stuff to talk about when he comes back. Yeah. And so you'll be hearing from us very, very soon. Definitely. But until that time, John, give me a, I should have thought about this more in depth. We talked about horror movies, so give me a quote from (laughs) Spider-Man. I'm ruined. I have nothing left except Spider-Man. Thank you.